Blog Talk Radio. I will bless the Lord all time here. I continue being my mom. You just tune in to Voice of Truth Worldwide Ministry here on Block Talk Radio. We are here every Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Call a neighbor, call a friend, text them, email them, tweet them, hit them up on Facebook, and let them know that we're on the air live. We want to welcome our listeners to the show, whether by web or by I'm so glad that you took time out of your busy day to be a part of the service today. We hope and pray that you will continue to listen every Sunday. We pray that you will connect and follow our Voice of Truth Worldwide Ministry. We thank you for being a part of what God is doing with with our Walls Worldwide Ministries and Voice of Truth. Worldwide Ministries. Amen. Amen. We just thank God for another day, for He is good. I'm going to go ahead and open us up in prayer. Father God, we just thank you for another day. We thank you for making a way out of no way. We thank you for being a way maker. We thank you, Father God, for being a promise keeper. Father God, we just thank you that you're able to make a way out of no way. We give you praise and honor and glory, God, for making ways out of no way that seemed like it was no way. We thank you, Father God, for Jesus and the blood that he shed it on Calvary over 2,000 years ago that we might have life and that we might live and be forgiven of our sins. We pray right now, Father God, that you will save a soul. Save a soul right now, God, in the name of Jesus, for your glory. We pray, Father God, who are living in sin, those who are backslid, Father, we just pray that they will come back unto the Father, those who have backslid. We pray for those who are living in sin, that they will come to Jesus while they still have time while the blood is running warm in their veins. Oh, Father God, we just call them even now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We pray, Father God, that they will be sick and tired, sick and tired of walling down in sin. We pray, Father God, that you will bring them out of crack houses, bring them out of prostitution, bring them out of sin, bring them out of drunkenness, bring them out of homelessness, bring them out of it, oh God, in the name of Jesus for your glory, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And thank you for your glory, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we just thank you for your holy word, Father. We thank you, Father God, that you are a healer that thou art a deliverer, and that thou art able to set the souls free from anything that's coming against us. We thank you, Father, that you are a God that can break every chain, that you can break every stronghold and break every yoke of the lives of your people, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you that you are a supernatural God, that you're able to supply every need of every person, Father. And I pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you will meet every need of every person under the sound of my voice. I pray, Father God, that you will make sure that their bills are paid. I 
all their bills are paid, that they have food on their table, that they have clothes on their back, they have shoes over their feet, a roof over their head, and that that transportation is working properly, Lord. I thank you for it right now, God, because I know that thou art Jehovah Jireh, and that thou is a God that is able to supply every need. Oh, Father God, help your children all over the land not to lose their faith. Because of all of the torn on and all of the trouble that is going on in the world today. But you said these things must happen before your return. You said when these things happen, know that it, the time draws nigh for the return of the second coming of the Son of God. Father, help us to be ready and not trying to get ready, but to be ready for your return. We pray, Father God, that to get ready for your return. We pray for the nation. We pray that the nation will come back to God, the one that is founded on, in the one that they have on their money, that in God we trust, yet they don't trust in God. Pray, Father God. Thank you, Lord. And we're giving you praise, God. We're just giving you honor, God. We just magnify your name, oh God, for thou art worthy, O oh God, of all of our praises. Thou art a good God, and thou art a merciful God. And we just thank you, Father God, as we pray for our nation and as we pray for the leaders of our nation. We pray, Father God, that you will help them to make the right decision for the people in the land because your people are in the land, oh God. We pray, Father God, that the nation will turn around and come back to God, oh Father God, and trust in God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we just give you praise and we just give you honor. And we just thank you, Father God. Oh, Father God, we pray that the people of God will not fear in these troubled times, oh God, that they will continue to trust in you, oh Father, that they will still believe in you, oh Father. We pray that the believers all over the world will begin to come together and to pray and pray for this nation, pray. Pray, pray is praying time. We pray, oh God, that they will come and they will pray, oh God, that they will get on their bending knees in prayer. We pray, Father God, that you will save a soul right now all over the world, oh God, for your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we just give you praise. We just give you honor and we just give you glory and we magnify your name, oh God. Hallelujah to your name, oh God. All these things we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. The message today will be coming from the book of Esther, the book of Esther today. And I am going to begin reading in chapter 2, and I'm going to begin at verse number 16. And the word of God reads, So Esther was taken unto King Azareth into his house, Raw in the tenth month, which is a month up to that, in the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved it, Esther, above all the women. And she obtained grace and favor 
in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vastai. Then the king made a great feast unto all his princes and his servants, even Esther's feast, and he made a release to the providence and gave gifts according to the state of the king. This is the word of God. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. The title of our message of this today is God's favor. We're going to talk about Esther and the favor that was over her life. She had favor from God. She was favored by God. And I'm going to just tell the story how we got to um, verses 16 and 17 and uh, in the chapter. But I do want to encourage you to go back and read the entirety of the chapter. Amen. The Bible tells us that Esther was made queen in the day of King Azareth. She was at a point in time in her life, she was an orphanage. She did not, an orphan, she did not have uh, her parents. Her parents died as she was a child. And Esther was raised by her cousin, Mordecai. The Bible tells us that Mordecai, he took Esther in and he pretty much adopted her, as we know as adoption today. He adopted her, adopted her and raised her as his own daughter. And Mordecai would be the one that would hear about the things of God. Mordecai would be the one that would teach you about praying and, and about favor. Well, the Bible says that in the reign of King Azarus, that he gave a party in his providence. He was a king. Uh, he had 127 provinces. So he had many uh, counties or cities or like we look at it today that was up under his reign. But he had a party and he had a feast and he had all of the officers and all the noblemen there from all uh, throughout the land. He had his servants there and they were just partying pretty much like we know people party today. But the Bible says that after they had parted, they had parted for many months, or the Bible says about maybe 180 days, they were still parting. But the Bible says that um, King Azareth, after he had uh, been drinking a lot, and most of them had been drinking a lot, and they were feasting, and they were merry, and I'm pretty sure they probably were doing some dancing, and, 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 and they were eating um really good food, and, and once the king had became very uh, merry, he had asked for them to bring Queen Vasta, who was the queen. And the Bible says that when he went to 
to his chamberlains and said to them to bring forth my wife because I want the other noblemen. I want my servants. I want the other princes. I want the other men to see how beautiful my wife is. And the Bible says that when he called for her through the chamberlain, that Vestire refused to come. She refused to come when he had ordered her to come because she was a good-looking woman. She was beautiful. She was fair to look upon, but she refused to come to, by the king's commandment. And that wasn't really good for Vestire for her not to come. Well, the Bible says that when the the the, the wise men of the king came back and said, you know, Vestai um, refused to come. And so the Bible says that once she had refused to come and, and the other noblemen and princes and servants and all the men were there, in other words, they saw or felt like she had disrespect the king. And the Bible says that when the other ones had spoke to the king, now, king, you need to do something about this. You got to do something about this because if you allow this to be, then all of the women in all of your 127 providence are going to do the same thing. They're going to disrespect their husband when they hear about what Queen Vestai has done. And so the Bible goes on to tell me uh, and tell us that after the king had spoke to his wise men and he spoke to his advisor, what did he need to do? What could he do to uh, Queen Vesta according to the law? Um, and they, they told him that he needed to do a law, a decree, to, uh, that Vesta would come before him no more. Now, the Bible says that they did this thing, and it, it, it was kind of sad because Vashti had lost everything because she disrespected her husband. And oftentimes, sometimes we will disrespect our husband if we have husbands. We don't honor them, and we don't respect them. We won't allow them to be the head when they ought to be the head. And because Vastai did that, and she did it of, of other men, these men helped the king to decide. And so the Bible goes on to say that once they had decided that they were going to do the decree and they were going to send out the law, that all the women in the providence, that in other words, to put it plain and simple, that they had to honor and respect their husband. Now, the the Bible tells us with Vesta being now about to lose her crown, she done lost her crown, they're going to take her crown. There's no way that she could even try to get it back. She couldn't talk to him. She couldn't do pillow talk. She couldn't do anything. She couldn't say, forgive me. She couldn't do anything because they said no longer shall Vesta come before the king. No longer. So we need to make sure that we're respecting our husbands in the rightful places. Because sometimes we don't respect them 
and sometimes it causes them to go ways they shouldn't go. So as Vashti was the queen, she had a raw crown on her head, and she was in the palace. But she lost all of that because she did not submit or come to her husband as asked. Now, the Bible tells us that when they sent out a decree among the providence, of the 127 providence of, that the king was over, King Azra was over, was over, that they sent out a decree for all the young virgins in the land. And I'm pretty sure that many of the young virgins came and parents sent them because they wanted them to be the queen. But the Bible tells us that Mordecai had sent forth Esther in the land. She was sent in the land. And the Bible says that when she came into the land, Esther had favor. Esther had the glory of God upon her. And the Bible says that when all of the young virgins came into the land, all those that wanted to be queen. The Bible says that when Esther stepped in and the chamberlain saw her, they immediately gave her favor. Because the favor of God was upon the life of Esther. When Esther came into the chamberlain's place, the one that took care of the women to make sure that they had everything that they needed, Esther found favor. And because that favor was upon her, the favor of God was upon her, they made sure that Esther had all the beauty treatment that she needed. They made sure that they had people appointed to Esther. That was the favor of God upon her life. She didn't have the favor of man, but she had the favor of God. And it's a difference because many of us think when we got the favor of man, we can do what we want to do, whether we're on a job or wherever we are in our lives. We think that we can be touched when we're close to the, 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 the leader or however it goes, but the favor of God is what you need in your life because when you have the favor of God over your life, things will come to you. Things will come and blessings of God will come and God will put you in places that you never thought you should be because Esther was in a place that she should not have been. But she was there because of her cousin Mordecai who raised her as his own daughter. Well, the Bible goes on to tell us that it's a period of time that the women had to be cleaned up, in other words. They had to be beautified. It's kind of like what we do today. You know, women do today. We do pedicures, manicures. We go get massages. We get face masks. And we get our hair done. We put our perfume on. Well, these women had to go through those 12 months of beauty treatment. They could not go before the king any kind of way. And I don't know why we think today that we can go before the king, King Jesus, any kind of way. They couldn't do it in this day until an earthly king. So what makes us think that we can do it today? 
Oftentimes we see in the church houses, we see that people have no respect for the house of God. We don't care what we wear. We don't care how short our dresses are. We don't care if our girls are hanging out. We don't care if the rest of our body is hanging out. We don't care how we look. We dress like we're going to a club, and we show no honor and respect in the house of God. And nobody says anything because nobody wants to hurt the feelings of, of the individual, but God is a God of honor and respect. And when we come in the house of God, we ought to know that we're going before the king. And I know many people love to use the, 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 the verse that we get to come as we are. But when you come as you are, you don't stay the way you are when you come to God. And you say, well, the dress doesn't matter. But in the word of God, all through the word of God, it tells you how God told the priest to dress, how to dress. God will tell you how to dress. Just as these women here in Esther day, before they could go before the king, they even gave them royal apparel. You had to have on fitting clothing before you went before the king. You just just not come before the king any kind of way. But they may have just put a bag over your head in that day to cut your head off. But they would do things like that. You could not come to the king any kind of way. And he was an earthly man. So why do we feel that we can come before the living God any kind of way and disrespect the house of God? We are supposed to rest in our dress. We are supposed to acknowledge him in all our ways, whether we're in the pulpit or not. We ought to be respecting God in how we dress. And the Bible goes on to tell us that the women were given the clothing. They were given all of this treatment because they couldn't go before the king in a kind of way. It didn't matter that they might have had an outer appearance that was beautiful, but they had to go before the king, and they had to go with proper attire. The Bible tells us that because Esther was so beautiful that she had everything on uh, uh, and had picked up the, the, the power for her, that when she went before the king, and because of the favor of God, and because of the glory of God upon her, the king loved her more than all the other women, that he pointed his golden scepter at her, and he placed the crown on her head to be queen, and she became the new queen instead of Esther. Now, in the book of Esther, we see the hand of God working. We see the favor of God working through Esther because Esther was placed, I believe, in this time for the things that were about to occur and the things that were about to come against the Jews and Mordecai, her cousin or her father, you could say, because he raised her as his own child. The Bible says, and goes on to tell us that after Elsa had been chosen as the queen, that there was a, a man named Haman who had was plotting against the Jews and Mordecai. And the Bible goes on to tell us how he had planned to come against the Jews and Mordecai. But because Esther was in that 
are. I believe that everything that was connected to her received the blessings of God. And I believe that was brought forth all of the deliverance that's in this chapter for the Jews and for Mordecai. The the Bible says that um that Mordecai who raised Esther heard of a plot. And he heard of a plot that was that the doorkeepers were coming coming against the king to harm him or to kill him. And so Mordecai was the one that went back and delayed the message unto Esther. And so much so that they wrote it in the book of Chronicles of what he had done for the king. Well, as Esther was in the palace now and now she's queen, Haman, who was working under the king, as I said earlier, he hated Mordecai. And he hated him because he didn't bow down to him. Because Haman was a kind of man, if I can say, that was kind of proud and boastful. He thought he was all that and a bag of chips. And he felt like Mordecai should have bowed down to him and worshipped him and looked up to him. Of course, he was, you know, under the king. But Mordecai would not do it. He would not bow down to him. And so at that point, uh, Hamer began to plot against the Jews and Mordecai. So much so that he went before the king and asked the king, I want you to pass a decree. I want you to pass a law that the Jews and Mordecai would be slain in the land. And so the king did so. And all the Jews in the land became fearful and began to mourn, and they had no joy. And then Mordecai, he was walking around, well, uh, walking around with the with uh, sadness, and he had on the sackcloth and and all of these things because of what had been sent out. The decree had been sent out, or the news had been sent out among the province. What would be what would happen to the Jews? And so the Bible said that Mordecai uh, had a request and a repeal to Esther to do something. You know, the Bible says. Um, in such a time as this. And I believe that God had placed Esther in that time as the queen for the things that was about to happen or would have happened unto the Jews. And God showed her all the favor so that she would be in the right place at the right time. God had showed her favor even as a child and putting her in a place where someone could raise her and bring her up in the things of God. Now God had showed her favor and put her in a place and made her queen. God can make and give us all the things that we want just by his favor. Because when the favor of God is on your life, can't nobody stop it. Your haters can't stop it. Your backbiters can't stop it. The lion wonders can't stop it. Your backstabber can't stop it. The street committee can't stop it. Nobody can stop the favor of God over your life. Whatever door that is open for you, and if you are living right and holy, can we stop right there for a minute? The 
favor of God is only given to those that are living righteous and holy before God. And you're going to see why in this chapter, why the favor of God is given to those that are living righteous and holy before God. And because we are doing the work and we're doing the things and we're honoring God in all of our ways and we are acknowledging him, the favor of God is over our lives. God will pour out our favor, his favor upon us wherever we go. Wherever we go, you will have favor. And wherever Esther went, when she came in that land, she had favor. She had favor from the moment that she walked in the land. The favor of God was working in her life. And when the favor of God is working in your life, can't nobody stop it. Can't nobody stop it when the favor of God is working in your life. And, you know, being that Esther was made queen, she really, really wasn't supposed to be there. She really wasn't supposed to be there, but she was there. And the Bible says and tells us that when uh, Haman had sent out the decree to, to have the the um, Jews and Mordecai slain, the Bible says that when Esther first heard it, you know, she said, well, I can't go before the king. You know, you, you got to have so many days, and you got to have this, and you got to do this, and you got to, you got to be begging to come. You just can't go. And so Mordecai reminded her that she was a Jew. Now, for whatever reason, nobody recognized her as being a Jew. And Mordecai had told her, don't tell nobody that you're a Jew. And the Bible says that when he reminded her that if we perish, you're going to perish. So don't think that you're not. And so she, she sent him back a message and she said, get everybody together and, and, and pray and fast for me. And I'll get all the, the, the women that were under her or her servants under her. We're all going to go pray and we're all going to fast. And so the Bible says that she went before the king. So she went before the king. But she didn't go any kind of way. It's like she had royal apparel on. And then she was looking good. And she went before the king. And the, the Bible says that when she went before the king and the king saw her standing in the court, he she automatically obtained favor. The favor of God was over her life. And the Bible says that he pointed the gold scepter that was in his hand at her. And she draw near to him and she touched the scepter. And the Bible says that when she went to the king, the king asked her, he says, uh, what do you want, Queen Esther? He said, what is thy request? And he said, it shall be even given to thee the half of the kingdom. In other words, he was saying to Esther, what do you want? Because whatever that you want, I'm going to grant it. I'm going to give it to you, even half of my favor. He said, half of his kingdom, whatever you want, it shall be. It shall be done. And so she goes to him and she said, well, king. I want to have a banquet, and I want to have a banquet with you and Haman. And the king granted her request. And the Bible tells that, that, uh, that, 
they had the banquet, and Haman came to the banquet, and Haman was so excited because, like we said earlier, what I said earlier, you know, he was one of those prideful and uh, boastful person, and he just thought that he had it going on, and nothing could come against him. So the Bible said they had the banquet, and he came, and uh, he went home before the banquet, and he told his wife and his friends all about him going to the banquet, and, and it was just him being invited and king and the queen. And so as the um, the Bible tells us that the banquet took place, and after the, the first banquet, Haman realized that the odds were now against him because Esther would go before the king again and tell him what she wants. You know, sometimes we have to tell God what we want. We have to tell him in prayer and spending time with him what we want. And we have to be living right and living in holiness and righteousness. Because Esther, well, she had the favor of God over her life, and she just didn't get it by living an unrighteous, unholy life. I, I just don't believe that. I believe that she was, uh, and she was living right before God because she had the favor. If you read this chapter, you will see the favor of God working all through this book, through the woman of God. The favor of God was working in her life, and the favor of God will work in your life if you're living righteous before God and not living an unholy life before him, living in sin. And so the Bible says that once Mordecai found out what Queen Esther's request was, then he went home with another whole different story. And told them what had happened at the banquet. The Bible says that he told his wife and his friends what had happened. And they told him that if Mordecai be the seed of the Jews, he will surely fall. He would not prevail against Mordecai. And he shall fall before him. You know, it's not good to touch God for me. It's not good. It's not good to come against those that belong to God because, first of all, you don't know how close they are to God. You don't know if they are a prayer warrior. You you don't know. You can't judge a book by its cup. It's not good. Because you can't see who they are in God. Now, Esther was a Jew, but nobody knew she was a Jew until the right time. And then she revealed who she was. Because, see, the favor of God was on her life. Nothing could stop what God was about to do through her. Because his favor was over her life. And so the Bible says, and another thing about that is that when your enemy comes, as the Bible says here about uh, Mordecai, that Haman would surely fall before his face. He, he's going to allow you to see it if you are truly who you say you are in God. 
He said, you, you're not going to win. You're not going to prevail. You can't prevail against a child of God. You can't prevail against his apostles and prophets. You, you can't prevail against him. Don't touch him. If you don't know it, you don't like the ministry, then walk away. Because you are surely to fall before them. And this is what the word of God is saying right here. It says in chapter 6 and verse 13, it tells us that when he told his wife and he told his friends, and they told him if he be the seed of the Jews, thou shalt should fall, and you will fall before his face. And the Bible says that Esther went to the, the, the king again. And when she went before the king again, she had a petition, and he and she she said to him what her request was, and he told her again. He said, "Whatever it is, I'm gonna grant it." He said, "Whatever I requested, I'm gonna grant. I'm gonna perform it, even to have all my kingdom. Just tell me what you want. Tell me what you want." And then Elsa was said unto the king. She said, "You know." I have found favor in thy sight, O king. And if it pleases the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. Now, it was time for Esther to reveal who she was. Now was time for uh, the plan of God to begin to show no work for the Jews and for Mordecai because the favor of God was upon her life because every time she went to the king, wherever she went, it was favor. Have you ever been somewhere and you just there and favor just showed up? Favor was there. It was favor. And God was giving you favor. You weren't even there for that, but you got favor. So God is have a way of giving us favor. When we don't even expect that he can give us favor. But the Bible tells us Thing. She said, if I please the king, she said, if I find favor in your sight, in other words, if I found favor in your eyes, I wonder, have you been pleasing God? How you live your life? How you do things? Are you pleasing in the eyes of God? Because favor comes when you are pleasing God. When he's pleased with the work that you're doing, favor comes. Favor will overtake you. I'm a living witness that it will. Favor will overtake you when you are pleasing God. You're not trying to please man. You're not trying to have a favor of man, but you're trying to live righteous and holy before God, that God may favor you. She said, if I have found favor in your sight, in your eyesight, are you finding favor because he sees you? Pleasing him in all of your ways. Are you acknowledging him in all of your ways? Because the word of God says that Elsa found favor in the sight of the king. She was pleasing to him. And we have to please God. We can't please God on just a Sunday. And then Monday through the rest of the week, we don't please God. We're doing all kind of stuff. 
in front of him. And he sees it because he knows and he sees all. Are you pleasing God? Is he pleased with you? What do he see in his eyesight that is unpleasing unto him? Whether you're in the church house or whether you're outside of the church house, are you pleasing God? Now, the Bible says that Esther was pleasing God because everything that she, the king, granted it. And then as Esther began to tell him, about all the things that was supposed to happen unto the Jews. She begged for her life and the Jews and Mordecai. But she had, to, she had the favor of God upon her. And the Bible says at this point that she let him know that she was a Jew. She wasn't supposed to be there, but she was there. God had put her in that place. And because of his favor, he put her there. You know, when God gives you favor, you don't have to be qualified. You don't have to have all kind of degrees on the wall. When you have the favor of God over your life, God will give you a job that you don't qualify for. God will give you houses, a house that you can't, uh, you didn't qualify for because your credit messed up. God can give you a king and a queen because of his favor. Elsa got one. She got a king, and he was wealthy, and he loved her. She had the glory of God upon her. She had favor. Favor ain't fair. God, favor ain't fair. God said, if you're going to live for me, you got to live for me. You see, many of us, we want to come to God with our unclean hands and our divided heart, and we don't want to live and please God. We just want to please ourselves. We want to please the world and the people around us, but we ain't trying to please God. But Esther pleased God. And she received all the things that she had because of the favor of God. It don't matter who they like it. It don't matter how many beautiful young virgins it was in the land. It doesn't matter how many came. She was the one that was going to get it because it was in God's plan. And he had given her favor to make sure that she was going to get it. Everything that he had promised, he keeps his promise. And he will grant our request. If we pray to him, he will grant our request. But some of us just come to us with our request. When it's all about us, we ain't pleasing God, we ain't living for God, and we're not finding favor in his eyes. We have to live right before God. Favor comes when we live right and holy before God, and we're pleasing in his eyesight. But we come to God any kind of way. But he's a righteous and holy God. And we're not pleasing in his sight. And we're not doing the things that please him, but we're doing the things that please the world. We're doing what the world says. I tell you that when you have the favor of God over your life, it's like an overflow. It, I mean, it's just a overflow. And you don't have to explain it to nobody. 
Because God will show you favor everywhere you go. I'm a living witness that he will. I tell you, some places I show up, favor. Favor. You didn't even go there for it, but favor, favor of God. He just opened up doors that no man could close. When Elsa walked into this land, the favor of God was all over her. All over. His glory was all over her. So everything that she touched, everything she everywhere she went, everybody that came in contact with the Bible said they loved her because she had the favor of God upon her. But the Bible goes on to tell us that when they had that the 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 next banquet and when she had went before the king again with a request, she had told him that the adversary the enemy, a wicked man named Haman. And the Bible said Haman got really afraid. I, I'm pretty much sure that he thought about what his wife and what his friends had said, that he was surely to fall if Mordecai was the true seed, if he truly belonged to God. So you don't have to worry about the enemy because they are surely to fall, and they shall fall before your face. If you're living right and doing right, God said, I can protect my children. Now, God was about to deliver the Jews. And Mordecai. And the Bible goes on to tell us that at the banquet and, and, and Elsa uh, came before the king and, and uh, told the king uh, she had another request. And she said again, if it pleases the king and if I have found favor in his sight and the thing seems right before the king and I be pleasing in his sight. Let it be written to reverse the letter devised by Haman, the son. What the letter was written to destroy the Jews and all the king's providence. And so there it goes again. Favor, if you please the king, King Jesus, and you're pleasing God, and you're walking right, and you're talking right, are you living right, are you Pleasing in his sight and how you're living your life, how you treat others, how you do the things that you do. Are you dressing right in and outside of the house of God? Because Esther has favor and she had the favor of God, but she was also pleasing to him. And she was pleasing in his sight and she pleased him. You want to please God. You want to please him and you want to be pleasing in his eyesight. And the Bible says that when she talked to the, the king and went before him with her request, she asked for the decree to be reversed because the 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 decree of the law that Haman had put in place was to slay all the Jews, the young and the old, the, the, the children, the women and the men to slay them to slay them all. And so when she asked the king to reverse it, that it could never come against the Jews again, the king granted it and reversed it. And it never did come against the Jews or Mordecai. And, and the Bible says that Haman himself had built a gavel. And he had built this gavel when he was plotting against Mordecai because he had planned to hang Mordecai. But the Bible says that Haman 
was hung by the very gavel that he built for Mordecai and the Jews. The very thing that he was bringing us against the children of God was reversed. Chapter had the favor of God, I believe, for such a time as that, that the favor of God will give her the the light upon her that will give her that favor that the king will favor her and that people will favor her because God's favor will cause you to receive things and to get things that you normally wouldn't get. And because she was in the place that she was, and we have to realize she shouldn't have been there. Because of the favor of God that was on her life, God had opened her door and put her in the right place at the right time. The Bible says that not only was Haman hung, but his ten stones were hung upon the very gavel that he built. His very seed was destroyed the very seed. It will be no more. He fell before the face of the Jews. He fell before the face of Mordecai, who he hated. Fell before Esther. Matter of fact, the Bible says he even, um, in other words, begged for his life. But the Bible says that once uh, Haman had been hung and his sons had been hung, the the decree was reversed, and the Jews would be the ones that were slaying all the ones in the land that were not Jews. And the Bible says that um, that some of the people in the land was afraid, and they feared, and some of them said, well, you know what? I'm a Jew, because they feared the Jews. And they say even to this day, they still celebrate that feast of Persia um, because that the Jews will re- receive the favor of God through a woman named Esther. And there was a great deliverance for them because of the favor of God that was upon her life. God had put her in that place for that time. When you have the favor of God over your life, there's nothing that can stop you. There's nothing that can hurt you when you have the favor of God over your life. When we please God and when we please him, the blessings of God follow us in the form of favor. God is able to favor us and give us the things that we may not think that we can even get. Or maybe others think that we don't deserve. But God has a way of giving us favor. His favor is better than money in the bank. His favor is better than millions. Because when you have the favor of God over your life, and you have that outpour of favor, and you have divine favor. That was divine favor. That was favor over her life that led her to every place that she was, that she had favor with everybody. That was the favor of God. And because she was there, people were delivered from the very thing that was that was trying to come against them or plotted against them. And the Bible goes on to tell us not even not even all of that, but Mordecai became great in the land 
because Esther had favor with the king. Esther had favor with the king. And so when it, when Haman was hung, Esther was over the house and all of that that Haman had. And she gave it all to her cousin or her father that raised her. She gave him, he ended up with everything that Haman had. And the Bible said his name was great in the land. And that the Jews were no longer mourning. And they had great joy. And they were happy because now they had been delivered, been delivered from the thing that was coming against them. God's favor is not that. But God gives favor to those that pleases him. He gives a favor to those that live right before him, who are pleasing in his sight. He gives favor for those who trust him and believe and have faith in him. He gives them favor. God is a God that is able to do all things. And when you have favor, as Esther had everywhere you go, you will have favor. If when God sends you into your new land, when he sends you into that promised land, you shall have favor. Everywhere you go in your new land shall you have favor. The favor of God will be over your life. And when you please him, you must please him. Esther never went before the king without asking him if it's pleasing in you, pleasing in your eyes. Have I found favor? Have you found favor with God? Are you pleasing in his sight? Because his favor comes when you are pleasing him. You can tell him what you want. And he will regret according to his will. But be pleasing him for God's favor to be over your life. And when you experience God's favor, you'll know it. When you begin to, to live right and pleasing in his sight, pleasing him. So we ought to live to please God. Not just for the favor, not just for the thing, but we ought to want to live to people. We ought to want to have his favor. And be aware that when he sees us, he's pleased in what we are doing. Whether we're doing it in ministry, marriage, on the job, whatever we're doing, that we are pleasing unto him. That we are acknowledging him in all of our ways. We want to please him because that's the only way you're going to get the favor. God's favor comes when you are obedient unto him. And you are living righteous and holy before him. You are pleasing in his sight. God's favor outweighs man's favor in a day. We do pray and hope that something was said here today to let you know that God's favor can put you in places where you ought not to be, just as he did for Esther. Favor can bring deliverance in your house, in your family. Favor can bring you things that you never thought you would have, positions, jobs, or whatever that your heart desires. 
when we are pleasing in the sight of God. Amen. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do the invitation. If you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you will ask him to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior, if you will say this prayer, Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord, forgive me of my sin. I believe and confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead. If you said this prayer and you honestly do repent of your sin, be saved and change your life today. We want to encourage you to follow Voice of Truth Worldwide Ministry or Without Walls Worldwide Ministry. We are Bible Believing Church Without Walls. We want to encourage you to become a follower of Without Walls Worldwide Ministries and Voice of Truth. We want to encourage you to get your Bible and begin to read your Bible and begin to read it and develop your relationship with God. Leave me a message on Facebook if you have given your life to Christ today. Welcome to the body of Christ. If you have given your life to Christ today, I do uh, want to encourage you to uh, inbox me so that I can get you to my leaders who are great leaders that will help you on your Christian journey uh, with the Lord. We do hope and pray that you tune in into a pathetic corner today at 5 o'clock p.m. We want to encourage you to tune in on Tuesday night with one word from the Lord live on Block Talk Radio. Also on Saturday at 3 o'clock p.m., we want to encourage you to tune in to Faith Calm by Hearing Ministry on Block Talk Radio. And also, I want to encourage you, if you need prayer, you can just inbox me on Facebook and leave your request there or either on my web page or Voice of Truth. And we also want to encourage you to become a wild partner. And if you would like to do that, if you would just contact me and inbox me on Facebook and let me know uh, that you want to do that. And I will tell you how to do that. We got to get out of here. We're running out of time. Tune in next week at the same time in the same place with Voice of True World wide ministry. God loves you, and we love you, too, here at Voice of Truth Worldwide Ministry. You have a blessed week in the name of the Lord.